0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for making us a part of your afternoon today. We're very pleased to have in the studio with us Mr. Steve Woodburn from the Georgia Association of Promotional Products Professionals and also the Relationship Manager for Strategic Accounts for Pinnacle Promotions. Very disappointed that uh, our other guests that we had scheduled today uh, had to um, reschedule for us. Unfortunately, they had a loss in their family that they're uh, working through now, so we'll be thinking about them in the meantime. Uh, we want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Now Account who were uh, instrumental in introducing us to the guest that had to reschedule, unfortunately. But the the Now Account folks, their their innovative program helps businesses get paid quickly on invoices they send to commercial and government customers. They help the business to business community, allowing them to get uh, better cash flow and grow as quickly as they desire. Uh, if companies are taking 30, 60, 90 days to, to pay you. Um, now account gives you access to your accounts receivable capital within two to five business days for just two and a half percent. So you can't hardly beat that. Mm. Uh, companies in the manufacturing industry and service industries that uh, can often have a long lag in the uh, time that goes between the generation of an invoice to the time it gets paid can really be at risk, have a hard time growing or taking on larger accounts when that's the case for them. So we're really pleased to be able to introduce the community to now account along the way. But uh, today it's about the Georgia Association of Promotional products professionals and uh, and you, Steve. So tell tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, we were sitting around talking a little bit before. You you come right. from the radio business, so uh, you know right. Take me through your story.
0: You know it's funny. A lot of people in our industry, and I don't know why this is. Maybe because it's a creative industry. But there's a lot of people that have been in radio and television that got out of that field and have moved into uh, the promotional product field. So. Um, I'm not by any means an anomaly. Um, I started in radio back when, uh, before the internet and, uh, I worked as a disc jockey. I worked as a news anchor, uh, moved around, which is what you did. The first radio station (laughs) I worked at, they said, um, you should buy a trailer. And I didn't believe them, but (laughs) I should have, uh, because that's what you did. You moved to a small town, then you worked your way up to a major market. So I did that over time and I moved to Atlanta 32 years ago to, run a company that did traffic reports on radio and worked there for five years and then eventually got out of radio. So,
1: so some of the folks out there listening today very, may very well have heard you reading them what uh, the awful traffic yeah, was looking like. Yeah. How, how was it back uh, 30 years ago compared to today?
0: Um, you know, it was bad for the time. Um, it's probably worse now. I, I went by the Darlington the other day on Peachtree and noticed the sign there says over 6 million people now in the Atlanta area. When I moved here in 82, it was right at a million. So, I mean, it's it's grown tremendously. Back then, Georgia 400 didn't go all the way through to 85. It stopped at 285. So that was a real bottleneck because you had to go around either to 75 is. or 85. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> Nothing's now, changed. Now it bottlenecks down at Lenox. Uh, so, you know, traffic was bad then, but it's, uh, it's just as bad now. So now, did you move, you know, from
1: that, you know, profession where you were working within the radio space to straight into promotional products?
0: How did it it happen for you to transition over into this particular industry? Totally by accident, which is, again, one of those things that if you ask people how they got in this business, unless their family was in it, it's completely by accident. You Mm -hmm. don't learn about promotional products in college. You don't learn about this Type of business uh, in education, and so it's something you just kind of stumble upon. I after I got out of radio, I worked at Georgia Pacific for about six months on a TV show they were creating. Um, I sold billboards for a year, and one of the companies I was calling on uh, with the billboard company had a sideline doing promotional products, and they said, "Hey, if you ever need a job, let me know." And I was like, "Yeah, right. I don't think I'm going to be doing that," and like three months later, I got <laughs> fired from the billboard company along with three other people the same day. And wow. the next week, the sales manager that fired us got fired. But nice. so I immediately called this guy and said, Okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I've uh, been doing it now for over 25 years.
1: Well, I could imagine that uh, within the promotional products space,
0: it, it's
1: got to be more uh, a feel good job and, and profession than not. I mean, obviously, you're, you're in the, uh, you know, the role of you know fulfilling orders and I'm sure sometimes there's some challenges here or there but by and large I would imagine that you know people are you know there it's a good good time to you know to pick out what kind of cool products somebody's going to use to promote their brand and um, you know I I always love seeing some cool you know type products Mm -hmm. that, uh, that you know folks have you know to to share their logo and their brand with the community so just like what we do here I, I would imagine that more more often than not you have a good day when you're at work rather than a bad one
0: well, for the most part I mean it's still you still have to sell people on products um, and there's a lot of competition yeah. uh, in this business there's about 22,000 companies across the country that do what we do right the majority of them are small because it's really a cottage industry uh-huh. meaning you know it's mom and pop down in their basement selling promotional products there's very there's a small number of companies that are anywhere over a million dollars, $5 million. Um, so you're competing with a lot of companies and a lot of people that don't necessarily have to make a lot of money at it. And they don't always keep their margins up and yeah. you know, that whole thing. So right. um, it, there is competition, but it's a relationship business too. So once I get in with a company, get in with people, um, unless I really mess something up, they tend to stick with me and and continue to use me.
1: I was going to ask you, you know, being in a in a space where there's so much competition, and obviously a lot of it is going to be, you know, remote with the with the a, ability of someone to be able to have kind of a virtual business mm-hmm. where they don't even really necessarily have to have warehousing. Uh, they can actually just have the. The interface on, on a on a website for someone to be able to order their products. Um, though I would imagine the companies that maybe invest in a little bit of brick and mortar, or at least have some, you know a little bit more of a staff of people that are interacting with customers, calling that that you can probably do what you're just talking about was to begin to develop relationships with the people there and and have right. clients that stick with you for a long time. You mm-hmm. know, companies that are investing money in that type of product. I would presume they're going to have kind of a, a tendency to have an ongoing need for that, so that they you know, rather than moving around from one company to the next just based on someone ordering a couple of cents off of off of a given giveaway, right? Um, that because they like you, trust you, they know that it is always right when it comes in that that means something.
0: Oh, it definitely does, and that's where um, the relationship does come in handy because um, there are a lot of, uh, like I said, there's a lot of companies that do this, and I, I've talked to. Clients that I've had for many years, and they'll tell me, Wow, you know, I get three or four or five or six calls a week from people trying to sell me promotional products. So um, it's one of those things. It's an easy industry to get into in terms of there's not a lot of barriers. Um, you don't have to have specialized knowledge. You don't, ha- I mean, eventually you do if you want to continue to sell, but you don't have to. Uh, have an engineering degree to do this. You don't have to have a medical degree. Um, it's things you can pick up along the way. So it's there's been a lot of people that have gotten into this industry when the recession hit because it looked like an easy way to make money. Maybe their business <laughs> went under. They yeah. thought, oh, I can you know put logos on stuff. So uh, <laughs> I would imagine that during that period of time, though, that companies were also scaling back their oh, yeah. spend
1: on promotional products.
0: Ours is a barometer. Our, our industry is kind of a barometer of the industry yeah. or of the uh, economy business, because when... Business drops, ours will start going down immediately, mm-hmm. if not a little sooner. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when things start getting better, ours is one of the thir- first things to come back because it's a relatively inexpensive form of advertising.
1: Well, can you tell me a little bit about Pinnacle? You're, you're a mm-hmm. part of a company now. Right. How long you've been around and, you know, kind of differentiate sure. your company for, from the rest.
0: Well, Pinnacle is one of the larger companies in our industry. Um, we have probably, I think there's about 80 people that work with Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're up in Norcross. We have a, a, a an office. And the company started, two brothers started it, Dave and Mitch Weins, uh, Weintraub. And they uh, started doing exactly what I did, you know, just selling stuff out of their condo and then an office. And they eventually created an online uh, interface like you were talking about earlier. And mm-hmm. it really is a very well done uh, website. It doesn't look like a typical garage sale, which a lot of promotional product websites tend to look like. Um, So we have that aspect of our business. We also do what are called programs, which a lot of companies do, where, um, say, a company has promotional products that they want their employees to be able to buy. Maybe they've got a lot of salespeople in the field. Uh, They do a lot of trade shows. So they'll create a store where people can go on and get those products We'll warehouse them and ship them directly to them. So, we do stores for about 45 companies, mid sized to large companies. Um, And then we also have what I do, which is actually go out in the field and and call on companies. Um, I do a lot of work with universities, with technology companies. Um, So, it's kind of a trifold business in that we have the website, we have our business biz- uh, e stores, e commerce, and then we have field reps. I see. So you
1: actually will have somebody knocking on the door saying, Hey, hello, just wanted to introduce you to our company. If you have mm-hmm. something coming up we'd like to help you out. Right. I would imagine that's you know, it can't be that much easier than it is for anybody else. There's probably some, some measure of skill involved. You have to have oh, some yeah. good people out there
0: to uh, knock on the door. You haven't who who are you typically talking to, a business owner or Um, It depends on the size of the company. Um, It could be the business owner, it could be somebody in marketing, could be a sales director, human resources uses it. Um, Safety, if there's a safety component, if it's a manufacturing company, there may be a safety director. And so a lot of times they'll have safety programs and promotional products can tie into that as well. So It really depends on the size of the company is who we're calling on. It's anywhere from the business owner on up.
1: With Pinnacle, would you say that the majority of the folks that you work with uh, as client companies, are they local to this region or are you kind of nationwide in terms of who you work with on a regular basis?
0: Well, uh, again, it comes back to the... Parts of the business. The website has clients all over the country because obviously it's the web. So we get a lot of, and we we do the SEO, the you know mm-hmm. search engine optimization. We do a lot of that work. So when you search for promotional products, Pinnacle will oftentimes come up number one, two, or three. That's great. Um, so that gives us a wide field to pull from. Our programs, similarly. We have companies all over the country that we do programs for. A lot of them are in Atlanta, but a lot of them are elsewhere. Um, In terms of the people out calling on folks, um, that's really – that is in Atlanta pretty much business or southeast. Mm -hmm. I call on companies from Atlanta over to South Carolina, um, Florida – so, so you're on the road, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: getting out. Now you, you were a past president for the Georgia Association mm-hmm. for Promotional Products Professionals. Uh, you know, take me through how you got involved with the association, and sure. you know, obviously you became very involved. Uh, ultimately, uh, heading it up. So we can talk a little bit about the association yeah. and kind of tie it into what you're doing today, and how does it how does it help an organization like you know a pinnacle mm-hmm. or, or it's you know the the folks that kind of make up pinnacle, right? Um, you know. How does that help them? And tell me a little bit about, you know, the
0: genesis of of Gap and how it got to where it is today. Sure. Um, Our industry, again, is is one where you really do have to have a lot of knowledge. You don't have to have a specialized degree, but you have to learn about techniques for putting your imprint on different kinds of products, different kinds of strata, they call it. Uh, So what you're putting on a shirt is obviously going to be different than what you're putting on a pen. And you need to learn all those different types of imprinting methods, embroidery, debossing, screen printing, pad printing, all these different things. So you kind of learn that as you go along. Um, I got involved with, with Gap, and it used to be called the Specialty, Associ- Specialty Advertising Association of Atlanta, S-A-A-A. It didn't have that catchy name um and it was started in the 1960s by a group of people that were in it at the time and uh, it's interesting a lot of those people who started the group their children now are part of the association as well so it's kind of it kind of that's where i mentioned earlier if you're in a family that does this a lot of times uh if the family owns a business the kids will carry on um But Gap got started back in the 60s just as a way kind of to get together and talk and meet and and learn about the business and trade information. And it's grown from there. I got involved because I wanted to learn more about what we did, meet other people in the industry. Um, You know, I don't look at these people as competitors necessarily, although they are, but a lot of these people have become friends over the years as well. Um, So I got involved with Gap. Uh, to learn more about the business, meet people. And they have a way of wrangling you in and saying, hey, uh, you know, we need a volunteer to do this or this or this, (laughs) like most associations. So I ended up, you know, volunteering for this or this. And then eventually they said, you know, we need a volunteer for the uh, president. I see. (laughs) And so um, I eventually became president back in, I think it was 2000. Um, And then I went on to continue working with our association and I became part of what's called RAC which is the Regional Association Council which is I think there's 29 regional associations like GAP around the country mm-hmm. and they all formed to a group called uh, the Regional Association Council they have representatives to get together and talk about what what the associations need in terms of information, education, that type of thing. And then they work with the Promotional Products Association International, which is our trade industry for the country, uh, to help get those things done and have it flow down from there.
1: Are there kind of a particular set of challenges or issues that you, you know, spend time uh, from an association perspective, you know, helping get the the members um, better educated about things like you know i don't know marketing strategy mm-hmm. or um, whatever those types of issues may be Are yeah. there kind of some common things that come up that uh, that you're able to help a member with once they become uh, a member of the oh, yeah. association
0: absolutely there's a lot of um Education that goes on. We have two shows a year, one in uh, February and one in the fall that just happened a couple of weeks ago, where suppliers come and they exhibit, show their, because uh, there's two groups. There's distributors like us, which mm-hmm. sell the products to the end users and their suppliers, the manufacturers of those products. Um, so we learn from the suppliers about their new products, about imprinting methods, that type of thing. Um but one of the biggest issues that has come about over the last five, six, seven years is safety issues of the products themselves mm. and the inks and the materials that are being used to imprint them. The federal government has, has really cracked down on you know, things such as lead and paint. Right. Um, so much of what we produce, unfortunately, although it, it is shrinking, comes from overseas, uh, from China and so there's been a lot of issues over the years of lead in paint right. uh... bpa and i can't pronounce that word but it's a long <laughs> word and it's bad um... that was in plastic products for a long time and that's now uh, a federal leg- regulation that has to be taken out so there's a lot of safety issues that if we can learn about those and understand them we in turn can educate our end users that, hey, you don't want to buy this product because it's got lead, and if a baby chews on it, you're going to get sued. So
1: obviously, if I'm a member, I'm learning about all of these things, I could potentially save myself some exposure to risk Mm -hmm. legally even. Absolutely. Um, Things that, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, particularly for a smaller cottage business, uh, you know, one event uh, legally
0: oh, could, could crush you. Oh, absolutely. The absolutely. cost of
1: your, your legal counsel would mm-hmm. be overwhelming, I would imagine, for many of these businesses.
0: There was a, a product called uh, Buckyballs, and they oh, were magnets. Familiar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they were little yes, magnets. Yes. 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 And they put them out, they and were they fantastic. Oh, they were. They had them <laughs> in sets, and uh, unfortunately, children decided they were so cute they were going to eat them. Yep. Um And so it they created it for everybody a, a lot of problems. And Buckyballs is now out of business. They had to have recalls. They mm. had to um, spend a lot of money because of the recalls and because of the products uh, that they created and the challenges that came about. So you're right. If you and even though you're not the manufacturer, if you're selling a product right. to an end user, you still could in. be held yeah. liable nowadays under the new federal regulations. That's,
1: that's crazy. We've been talking with Steve Woodburn of the Georgia Association of promotional pr- uh, <laughs> product professionals. Easy for you to That say. was the first time I stumbled <laughs> on it, too, man. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah, uh, better known as Gap, and then obviously from uh, Pinnacle Promotions, a local-based uh, promotional products company in the Atlanta area, which we're always pleased to feature Atlanta-based companies. Um, I know there's a couple of certifications in the industry. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about those and why it makes sense to be certified. Sure.
0: Um, you know, most industries have certification levels where you uh, – do continuing education to learn about the industry, learn about the challenges in your industry and, and ways to make it better. And we have that as well. We have actually three certifications now. One's called a CAS, one's an MAS, and then there's an MAS+. Um, and they're kind of old terms. Our business used to be called Advertising Specialties. I don't know where that term came about, but that was what it was called back in the you know last century. That's so weird to say, the last century. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And now they're more called promotional products. But the term CAS stands for Certified Advertising Specialist. MAS is Master Advertising Specialist. And then MAS Plus is just the next level up from that, MAS. Um, It really is smart because... Taking the classes, they have required, required courses right. for both CAS, MAS, and then the electives. So you learn about the business like we were talking about. You learn about imprinting methods, about safety issues, about marketing, about the internet, about everything that you could use, especially as a small business, to increase your, your business and your sales. Um, not everybody does it in our industry. It's probably a small percentage. I have my MAS. I got that back in 2004. Uh, because I believe in continuing education, I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, nothing stays static, and if you think it does, then you're, you know, sorely uh, misinformed because everything is changing now, especially with the internet and just the way the global economy has shrunk. So keeping up is very important, and that's what the certification helps to do: is keep us on top of what's new and and potentially harmful in our industry.
1: As you've gone through your annual recertifications, or however the however mm-hmm. long your certification lasts, sometimes the, depending on what it is, it might be two or three years or more. But um, when you've recertified, now that you've been uh, you know certified for a while, do you find that you know the presence of the internet, as as obviously a big component of oh, things, yeah. is that kind of creeping in in terms of? internet security and all kinds of issues that mm-hmm. are related to dealing with e-commerce coming into certifications like that?
0: Oh, yeah. There, there's companies that want to be able to create the e-commerce stores like I told you about, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, and I, I tell people that's not something to get into unless you really know what you're doing because it, it can cause a lot of challenges. But yeah, there's, um, there's issues with internet safety. There's issues with... Um, You know, SEO, people don't know what that term means, or PPC, pay per click. So we try and teach people about that, um, as well as digital marketing. I mean, obviously, social media now is a huge part of advertising. I read the other day that social media now with major corporations is becoming one of their main focuses for their advertising. Yes. Um, So to be able to use that effectively, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those. Um, that's what we help people learn now, whereas five, ten years ago, that didn't even exist. hmm.
1: Well, uh, you know. Some folks out there know that uh, that I'm a part of a medical practice in in the community, in addition to being here on the microphone. Um, And our particular practice, hoping to try to help expand awareness of what we do, we engage with the traditional media um, and uh, did some over-the-air advertising. extremely expensive. And in Mm -hmm. the meantime, since then, have learned a little bit more about digital strategy, inbound marketing, things like that, that – are a little bit more cost effective, a little bit more strategic in whom they're aimed for. Right. Um, that's kind of a lot about like what we do, the people that we're reaching here tend to be close to the information that we're providing. So mm-hmm. that it ends up having a greater value for the time. And, and, and if somebody, you know, underwrites content that, uh, those types of spends make much more sense but we, you know we, I've interviewed recently uh, Jellyfish for example that's a company in the digital marketing mm-hmm. space trying to get some information out there because I do believe that those are some important elements to grow in your business and you can certainly do it wrong
0: right um, right
1: you can go and spend a lot of money on Google AdWords for example trying to you know, oh, promote yeah. your website on a pay-per-click basis you mm-hmm. get a whole lot of clicks and a whole lot of money but not <laughs> right. a lot of business uh, if you don't do it correctly so I'm sure being able to get some information of you know from your organization as on how to do things like that correctly are, are very useful for your members. Well, in
0: our business, uh, our industry is advertising as well. I mean, that's what we do is we advertise brands in the form of a product. Um, and as much as I love radio, you know, I, I learned over the years that, as we were talking about earlier, if you are interested in reaching, you know, whoever, whomever that, that group might be unless those people are listening to that particular moment when a 30 second commercial plays, they're not going to hear it. Whereas promotional products, um, they're out there on a regular basis. People tend to think that they're, you know, there's, there's a lot of derogatory names for promotional products, trinkets and trash. Um, uh, and now I can't think of any at the moment, but that's not a bad thing. It really is a, an effective medium because people tend to keep the things that they are given if they're, decent items
1: that's right yeah uh, i mean you know I, it makes a real impact when you get um, uh, a pro- pro- promotional product that uh, you know when you when you hold it, it feels quality i mean obviously you, you know, there's much um, out there that you can get that's very low-end quality but right. uh, but there are certain things you know even just as simple as a pen um, that uh, mm-hmm. may not be crazy expensive, but it you know when it writes great and right. looks great, man, it, it, you know people you know from the healthcare industry for sure love a great pen, and I'm sure from the business perspective as well. So, uh, items like that you can really uh, I think do a great job in advancing your brand awareness and right. uh, people's thought of you, their impression of you before they really interface with you very far, just based on the type of products that somebody gets access to.
0: So. Well, and more and more of uh, the the products that we sell are technology related now. They're related to phones, to tablets, to computers. And so those things people keep close at hand because everybody's got a phone. One of the biggest and hottest products right now is a battery charger, a a mobile battery charger. It looks like a little rectangle and you can charge up a tablet, a phone um, from that and I'm sure that everybody's been somewhere where their phone died and they're oh, like, yeah. there's no electricity around. <laughs> These are perfect. And if you see uh, somebody's name on that battery charger that gave it to you, you're going to have a favorable impression of them. Absolutely. And I
1: love the USB drives, too. Those are Absolutely. fairly inexpensive, but you know, still a really cool little giveaway. Um, awesome uh, kind of products that you can get out there. Any other ones that you think of that
0: are really innovative that uh, are something that folks may not be aware of? Um, you know, apparel, it's not innovative, but more uh, apparel is becoming more and more a part of our industry. When I first got in this business, um, apparel was maybe 5% of what we sold. There was golf shirts, cheap golf shirts, t-shirts, and hats. Yeah. Uh, but with corporate casual and just the way the world is changing, um, apparel now is probably 40% of our business uh, in our industry. And there's all sorts of the technical types of um, apparel now. You know, it used to be it was cotton. That's what you got. Or polyester. Well, now they call <laughs> polyester dry fit material. It's still polyester. Um, but they're taking things like uh, bottles, plastic bottles. Yeah, they're I mean, shredding them yeah. up and they're making them into apparel. Um, same thing with bamboo. We can buy bamboo T-shirts, which sounds kind of odd, um, but they actually have a nice hand to yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. They have a really nice feel. I've, I've actually got a,
1: a, one of those, and it's one of my favorite shirts, mm-hmm. so it's really cool.
0: So even apparel is changing as the technology grows and people learn more about um, what they can use to make apparel.
1: We've been talking with Steve Woodburn from the Georgia Association of Promotional Products Professionals, or GAP. Yep. And uh, every time I get to talking to folks, uh, we have interesting people on here, so our time goes by really quickly. Um, but uh, I would presume that not everybody is a member of GAP, and yep. we're still looking to introduce people to the association. Um, you know, any any other recommendations out there for somebody that's listening today that uh, is in the industry but not necessarily a member a couple of parting thoughts maybe that uh, might make them realize sure. hey man maybe it's good for me to join in terms of uh, cost how often do i have to
0: uh, renew my membership and, and talk a little bit about that before we have to go sure um, membership is based on size um, i think if it's six people or more in your company you pay 250 a year it's an annual fee yeah. if it's less than that um, it's like a 175 per year um, so really the, the ROI you're going to get is, is very good as a result of that. Um, you also get discounts on, um, technology and databases that, uh, are part of our industry. FedEx, there's a discount. Um, if you join the association as well, there's scholarship opportunities for your kids. We have wow. scholarships that we give out. I mean, we're not giving out hundreds of them, well, but that's still, you know, a great there's a deal. couple. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you become part of uh, a group of really good people um, that network with each other. You learn about different suppliers. You learn about what they offer. Um, and, again, there's two shows. There's a show in February that's really great. Um, suppliers exhibit there. And then we also have a trade show style where you can bring your customers, uh, the end users, to the show. And they can touch and feel and see the products that you're pitching them and what's new and unique. Um, so there really is a lot of good value to being a part of GAP, and um, I think it far outweighs the cost of the yeah, membership. The
1: cost is, is, you know, far lower actually than I actually anticipated. In the medical community, we have. Group purchasing organizations mm-hmm. where you can kind of be a member, and because of that, you have access to a lower cost on certain items that a, every medical practice would need. Does that, does some of that come into play when you're a member, or no?
0: No, it doesn't. Um, although there are groups like that in our industry yeah. that you can join. Gap doesn't uh, is not involved in that, but um, that is something that you can f- you can learn about through Gap. The the groups that are part of those buying. Um, Groups,
1: You mentioned that you have a spring event. When, when's your next one scheduled for, since it's probably going to be honest before we know it, even, right. even though we're just now getting to October, it's hard to believe. But well, we so. have a
0: holiday party at Christmas, and that's always fun. That's just a, a party. Yeah. But our next event is in February. It's called ESP, which stands for Educational Seminars for Profit. And I don't know where that term came from. Um, but that's the show. It's a two-day show. One day is just education for people in the industry. Um, with suppliers talking about their products and what's new and unique. And then the next day is that trade show I mentioned that's held at the Cobb Galleria. There's about 300 uh, suppliers that exhibit there. You can take your customers to it. So it's a great way to uh, let your customers touch and feel the products that uh, they may want to purchase.
1: I know that uh, for folks listening that want to have some more information about the Georgia Association of Promotional Products, the, the website is GAPPP.org. Correct. Do they have... Twitter, Facebook presence as well, or no? Uh,
0: They're on LinkedIn. They're also on Twitter, I believe. Okay. Um, And you can get information. Um, I think it's info at GAP.org.
1: Okay. And I'll certainly make sure that uh, I link in wherever I can through the show's uh, uh, social media. Uh, if you're not linked in with the Midtown Business Show on Twitter and Facebook, the the, ha- the handle is the same. Uh, it's uh, Midtown BRX, and, then of course, Facebook.com slash MidtownBRX. Please link up with us and follow us there. Um, do you have uh, contact information for Pinnacle since you're here and we're, we're talking a little bit about that company? Um, sure. Um, go ahead and give the website so folks can Okay with you there
0: yeah it's uh, pinnaclepromotions.com pretty easy mm-hmm. again it's a great website it's we just launched it about three months ago a new version of it um, it's very intuitive very easy to use and um, uh, you can always reach me there at pinnacle as well steve woodburn uh, i think it's Woodburn at pinnaclepromotions.com
1: very cool and i'll uh, make sure that uh, all of the uh, information that you mentioned there, both for Pinnacle as well as for Gap, are available on the show's uh, podcast page, which will go up, um, you know, sometime either tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so that folks, if they didn't get a chance to listen to us live today, will be able to uh, link in with you through all the social media. Link up with the the Pinnacle and the Gap folks as well. Great. Um, thanks so much for taking time out of your day Thank today you. to uh, tell us a little bit about the association. And uh, we're very sorry that our our uh, previously scheduled guest uh, that we met through now account wasn't able to make it today we'll make sure we have him back on another time hopefully you all can come back out again uh, maybe coming up uh, as we get closer to your uh, holiday party maybe we can have somebody come out and join us today but uh, thanks everybody out there for listening to us today making us part of your afternoon we'll see you all same time same place next week